the best thing you can do is service that customer, even if it means referring them to someone else and you get nothing other than a bunch of goodwill out of the situation. person who's looking to have more purpose in your life if you're saying to yourself i don't want to just go to work i want to do my life's work this is the show this is the show don't keep your day job how do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit life is too short not to wake up every day excited you've got something that you've got to share with the world i'm positive that's why you're here the show will not just give you inspiration but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream you can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do make yourself the happiest version of you my name is kathy heller i'm so happy that you're here 2018 this is going to be your year Thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are so comfortable. Visit betabrand.com and use my code DREAMJOB to get 20% off yours today. Thanks to Filter Easy for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Filter Easy is a super convenient subscription service that makes it impossible to forget to change your air filters. Filters arrive at your front door when you need to change them. It's that simple. Get your first order free by visiting filtereasy.com or by calling 1-855-910-EASY. Make sure you use offer code DREAMJOB. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob to get two months of unlimited access of over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Thank you so much for all the love you poured out about the episode we did last week on how to stop overthinking. It was really scary to me. I never like doing episodes where it's just going to be me and I'm not going to have a guest. It shows you like I'm one of those people who also overthinks things and gets nervous, but you made me feel so good. I was like, ah, I could just be myself and show up and speak right from the heart. And I felt like you guys really, really supported that. So thank you. I'm glad you liked that episode. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen. Guys, if you like this episode or if you liked any of the episodes, please share this show with your friends. It is the nicest, most supportive thing you can do is just go ahead and share the show with a friend. It's super easy. If you're on your mobile phone, you can go down to the bottom right. There's three dots and then you can click share episode. You can text it. You can email it. You can send it in Facebook Messenger. But please go ahead. If every single one of you went ahead and shared this episode or any of the episodes with a friend of yours, we would double our audience, which would be huge. It takes a whole team to put this podcast together and it helps us so much. So please go ahead and share the show. Also, if you have not left us a review on iTunes, please go ahead and do that. It helps us climb the iTunes charts. It helps us be more visible. If you love what we're doing, it would mean the world to us. Please leave us a review. Please share the show with your friends. And lastly, come follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I'm doing a bunch of giveaways. All you got to do to enter these giveaways is just to be following me and being part of this tribe on Instagram. Also, I answer all of my DMs on Instagram. So if you want to find me, come on over to Instagram at kathy.heller. I love you guys. I show up there live all the time. I'll be doing giveaways this week. I do them usually every single week. So come follow me on Instagram and please share the show and leave us a review. This week, I'm really, really stoked because we have the awesome Jordan Harbinger here. He is a treasure chest of knowledge. You are going to love this episode. For those of you who love podcasts, you might already know Jordan. He's a Wall Street lawyer turned talk show host and entrepreneur. He hosted a top 50 podcast for over a decade and was once referred to as the Larry King of podcasting. And let me tell you, that's no exaggeration. Now he hosts an absolutely delightful podcast called The Jordan Harbinger Show, where he deconstructs the playbooks of the most successful people on earth and shares their strategies, perspectives, and insights with the rest of us. 
us. And actually, I'm a guest on his last episode, so you can go ahead and check that out. I hope you guys will like that, but definitely go ahead and listen to Jordan's show. You're going to love him. So what I think you guys will really love is that this episode is all about outreach and building relationships and doing it in a way where you don't feel like, ugh, it's gross and you feel icky about it. I know that's where a lot of people get uncomfortable and they get hung up on stuff like this. This is really important stuff to keep your business alive and growing. So I'm really glad that we got to have this conversation. Okay, before we jump into this awesome interview, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. So when I used to work at a real estate company, I had to wear like pantsuits every day and it was super uncomfortable. I really could have used a pair of Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants, the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. These pants have cool features like ponte fabric with dress pant detailing, faux zipper and pockets. You can choose from styles like boot cut, straight leg, crop, leggings, and more. Plus they come in different color options and they have selections for all shapes and sizes. So I'm all about comfort. Like I just had to be in a friend's wedding and she's like, it's black tie. And I'm like, I don't own a single pair of heels. Like I don't like wearing formal clothes. So I love Beta Brand because I get to be wearing yoga pants, but they look like dress pants. And then people compliment me on them and people are like, oh, where'd you get those? So this is why I started wearing Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. Visit betabrand.com and use my code dreamjob to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com and use my code dreamjob to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. All right, now without further ado, please welcome Jordan Harbinger. Hey, Jordan, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you on the show because you're such a solid human being and you do so much good. Like you have been putting out so much content for so long and you show up, you're so generous with like how much energy and you sort of bring people to life. I feel like when you're interviewing people because you're so there and excited and I think people are like, wow, he's even more excited about me than me. I guess I should be excited. I want to talk about all the stuff that you've been learning over the last lifetime about how to be successful in your life because that's really the thing that you've been studying. So where did that begin? Yeah, good question. So when I was a kid, I this sounds arrogant and I don't mean it that way. I kind of coasted through school, not because I'm oh so smart, but because I was just smart enough to be like, oh, geometry test tomorrow, cram, handled. Then I got to college and everybody was really smart. And I thought, uh, shoot, I don't have this competitive advantage where I can just show up. So I started to outwork everyone. Mm. Which is really easy because in college people are just like, I can drink beer now. I'm not doing anything else. So <laughs> I was able to outwork everyone. And then I got to Wall Street as an attorney and everyone was smart and everyone was hardworking. And I mean like seven days a week, 16 hours a day, busting their butt, wow. super smart. And I thought, okay, I can't outwork everyone. Physically, it's impossible. So I thought, I'm going to get fired. I need to start working from home because if I work from home, they won't see that I'm a dumbass and, <laughs> and can me. And so my plan was to buddy up with this partner who was never in the office, who was a really cool guy, because I assumed he was never in the office because he always worked from home. So I met up with him. He was just like, what do you want to know? You know, kind of like, why did you make me come to work today kind of thing? And I thought... Well, or I asked, I said, why, why are you never in the office, but you're a partner, you're a young partner, and you must work from home a lot? And he goes, uh, sometimes, but I don't work from home, man. I generate business, so I'm out visiting clients. And I was like, what do you mean? And he told me all the, the, the things that he was doing to generate business for the firm, and it was so foreign to me to, to go out and network and create relationships because I thought that's what like old people network, or like you work your way to the top, and then you join right. a country club, and like that's your network. 
And he's like, no, that's not how this works. You bring in business by creating relationships. And that mm-hmm. was the only advice he really had. He didn't, he didn't have like three simple systems for doing it. He was just like, I'm a cool person and always have been my entire life. Wow, so yeah. I have friends. And I was like, this is useless for my nerdy self. <laughs> so I started to study the science of nonverbal communication and networking and relationship development and why people like other people. Because I, I took classes like Dale Carnegie and it's no offense to the Dale Carnegie crew or the YMCA, but it's a bunch of people in sweater vests at the YMCA being like, <laughs> look them in the eye and have a firm handshake. And I'm like, you know, you you and I recently became friends. Was it because I had a firm handshake? No, that's not the real reason. The real reasons people jibe with one another and get along is not because that person has really good eye contact. That's so basic. The nuances are where the real magic happens. Yep. Like, do you listen to that person? If they tell you something, do you blow it off or do you empathize? And those are skills. And a lot of people think that they're not. They think, oh, well, you know, some people are just born with it. That is complete baloney. And I was determined to figure that out, not because of any particular life advantage and certainly not because I wanted to start a show about it, but because I wanted to make it to the top of the law game. And I thought I'm either going to get fired or figure out how to bring in business. And I just got obsessed with this stuff. And then I went back to law school and I was talking about all these topics and other students were like, this is really good. And even teachers and professors were like, those are the skills that are really going to matter. And I thought, okay, well, how come no one has told us this stuff? Yeah, totally. And they're like, oh, well, you can't just learn it. And I'm like, okay, you're wrong. You are wrong. Mm. So I started talking about it a lot and people got interested and I burned it to CDs and carried them in my pocket of my cool guy blazer that I wore (sighs) like in 2004. And... (laughs) And gave them away at bars because people would go, hey, I know that you're breaking down people's body language or like you're doing something like what are you doing? So I had the same conversation six nights a week and practiced and I would hand out these CDs and be like, dude, here's a bunch of basic stuff. And I had this like local cult following of people literally following crazy. me crazy. Keep going. And and what was happening was I, I would give out a CD and I'd be like, hey, Patrick, can I get that CD back? I'm running out and oh I can't get to Best Buy to buy God, more. This is and he'd go, oh, I gave it to my roommate. Can I have another one? And I'd be like, okay, you guys have to pay me like five bucks for these because I just thought people were losing them. And I started making money hand over fist with these CDs. But it was just... It wasn't worth the time, and I thought, I would rather give this stuff away, but where can I put an MP3 file on the internet and have people get it? And the only solutions people had were, leave them on your computer, and then people can search Napster, remember that, for the files. And I was like, no one's going to do that. Unreal. Oh, my gosh. Thinking of it this way, it's like it's so primitive. It was like the wild, right? wild west. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine's like, hey, there's this new thing. This is 2006. There's this new thing called podcasting. Why don't we do one of those? And I was like, awesome. So we set up in the basement, recorded on microphones properly instead of just recording on like the keyboard of the computer or whatever we were using at the time. And we got legit mics and we started making these MP3 files and I would edit them and then put them up on this like GoDaddy shared server because there was no such thing as a podcast host back then. Or if there was, I had no clue where it was. And so we would put them up there and I'd be like, wow, 24 people downloaded this yesterday. That's incredible. (laughs) And yeah, it was just mind blowing. And then it was like, wait, one of them was from Toronto. One of them was from South Africa. So we were like, who are who are you if you're listening in South Africa? And it was like a game warden at a safari park. Hmm. And that's when my world like exploded because I thought, wait a minute, 
we're not just giving out CDs in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We're, we put this on the internet so that we could tell people, go to this website and get it. We didn't think people around the world were going to find it. So cool. And um, tell us a little bit about the results, like for people who don't necessarily know, like how big did the show get? How many people were you reaching? Yeah. So at first, of course, podcast, it was a slow grind because it wasn't, this was not like, oh, and then we became millionaires or like millions of people found the show. This is 2006, <laughs> right. 80% more than uh, people our own age were like, what's a podcast? Right. And I'd be like, Ugh, it's a downloadable radio show that you can get through iTunes. And like, oh, I don't use iTunes. That was the end of that conversation. And so we we just kept doing it. We didn't think of it as a business. And people would email us and go, hey, I want you to teach me this stuff. And I'd go, well, I'm not a coach. And then one guy who was a really wealthy dude goes, not only are you a coach, you're better than these other people who sell themselves as coaches online. And I'm like, I'm not, though. And he's like, you are because the stuff you're giving away for free is better than the stuff that I've paid for from other people. And I'm going, oh, that's weird. Yep. Fine. I'll coach you on the phone. And they're like, great. How much? And I go 50 bucks an hour. And the guy goes, no, you're not going to value me at 50 bucks an hour. I'm going to give you 100 bucks an hour. And here's five grand. I want 50 hours. And then he goes, but first, I'm going to give you some advice. Double your prices. And I was like, so 100 bucks an hour? He's like, no, double it from what I just told you. Do it for 200 or 250 And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? No one's going to buy that. And people bought a ton of that. Wow. So you started coaching people on this stuff that you were just a student of. You were a person who was like seeking this and investigating this for your own. Like just like you were wanting to fill yourself up with it. And I think that's fascinating because you don't have to be an expert in your own mind in order to be an expert to somebody else. So let's talk about a few things. Let's get into some of what you were teaching. Like, what do you think is what what helps a person make relationships? Yeah, these are good questions. And so I'm going to I'm going to do 30,000 foot conceptual overview and then I will give concrete drills because I want people to go. I learned these things from this one episode of oh, Kathy's yay. show. Like, okay. So the first and most basic concept is dig the well before you're thirsty. And this is a book title from this guy named Harvey McKay, who's Mm. like, you know, old school. And dig the well before you're thirsty. What this means is, so I'll just give you an example, Kathy. There's probably tons of people that reach out and go, hey, we don't know each other, but like, can I be on your show? Yep. And when you get those, you're like, "Um, I don't know. Now I have to vet you. I don't really know you. And imagine... Imagine that you run into a huge problem where you really need something. Like imagine you're a regular Joe, you don't have an online brand or something, or you're starting one. What if you lose your job? Hmm. Then you call your old boss's boss's friend or your cousin that you never speak to or like a neighbor from your previous home and you're like, hey, it's been like four years. What's up, man? I just wanted to catch up. And they're like, "Uh, hey, what's going on? You're like, "Uh, so I need a job. And they're like, yeah, I knew it. Um, I'm busy. I'll call you later. Never. Bye. Right. Right. That that's the result of being thirsty and not having dug the well. Hmm. And that is a dangerous position to be in because by the time you need those relationships, it's like putting a spare tire in the trunk of your car only after you get a flat tire on the highway. No one would ever do that. That's interesting. But when it comes to our relationships, we're like, "Ah, I don't need anything from Kathy right now. I'm not going to call and see how she is. Who cares, right? Like That's how most people are. And even if we're not selfish, it's just out of sight, out of mind. Hmm. There are tons of people, every single person listening to this right now, there are tons of people that go, 
yeah, I mean, I meant to call my college roommate on her birthday, but like, I forgot two years in a row. I mean, whatever. It's whatever. You know, they don't care. Right. They know that I love them. You rationalize it like that. And and that's a problem because when you knew, when you need something, you don't have it. So a drill that I love to give to shake off the rust, show people that this isn't going to be a problem or difficult, I call this layoff lifeline. So imagine that you get laid off from your job today or you get your your business, if you have your own business, it just implodes or becomes illegal overnight for whatever reason. Who are the 10 or so people you'd contact to solicit their advice on what to do next? Not ask for a job or whatever, just advice. Make that list of 10, 12, or whatever, 20 people, and then reach out to them now when you don't have an agenda and when you don't need anything specifically. And this handles a couple of problems. One, it gets you momentum, and two, it sort of gets rid of, you know, people say, but reaching out to people is awkward, in my opinion. It's only awkward when you go, hey, so what's going on? And they're like, uh, nothing. And you're <laughs> like, so buy my health shakes. And they're like, "Ugh, I knew it. Right. But if you reach out and you say, what's going on? It's been a long time. And you can literally use a script like, hey, it's been a minute. I haven't talked to you in a while. What's the latest with you? It's been way too long. I'm making a bigger effort to keep up with people who are important in my life and then sign your name just in case they don't have, you know, any idea who's emailing or writing or texting, and then just say no rush on the reply. And the reason you have to say no rush on the reply is it it destroys the urgency, and when people are trying to sell things, they build urgency, right? right? Like limited time offer, fantastic right. opportunity, <laughs> right. get it before it's over. But if you're like, hey, if you don't have time to reply, totally cool. This is, is counterintuitive, but it actually increases the response rate mm. Because they go, oh, okay, it's not like a Scientology recruitment call right. or something. Right. They don't feel like so, you're needy, so there's all of a sudden they want to show up. Yeah. Right. They're, they're keen on it. All right. Before we keep going, let's take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. So I admit I am not the best at remembering to change my air filters, but thankfully there's Filter Easy. Filter Easy is a super convenient subscription service that makes it impossible to forget to change your AC filters. Filters arrive at your front door when you need to change them. It's that simple. You can sign up in under five minutes on your computer or your mobile phone. And to sign up, all you need to know is how many air filters your home needs and your filter size. You guys, I have so much to remember to do, right? It's like I got to get my kids their dentist appointment and I got to make sure that I have, you know, the Instacart ordered because we always need milk in the house. So with Filter Easy, it made it so simple because I don't have to keep remembering this. It's just one thing I don't have to have on my plate. It just does the remembering for me. You guys are going to love this. When it's time to change them, they'll be at your doorstep. And guys, changing your air filters is super important. Did you know the Environmental Protection Agency ranks poor indoor air quality as one of the top five environmental health risks. So get those air filters changed. Filter Easy is a convenient subscription service for something you need. It's super practical and a no-brainer solution. That's why I subscribe to Filter Easy. For our listeners, you can receive your first order free by visiting filtereasy.com or by calling 1-855-910-EASY or 1-855-910-3279. Make sure you use our offer code DREAMJOB. Sign up today at filtereasy.com to get your first order free by visiting filtereasy.com and you can call 1-855-910-EASY. Make sure you use our offer code DREAMJOB. I can't tell you how when you were talking, like there was a moment, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to say like, I love you. I love what you're saying. Like I'm bursting really because... I get so many questions about how to grow your business and how to figure out what you're good at. And the, the thing that comes up the most is once people finally have this thing that they want to build or do, or they want to get a customer or they want somebody to buy whatever from them, they're like, um, wait, 
um, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know how to do outreach. I'm scared. Sales people are weirdos. Um, I think I'm just going to go back to um, getting a job working for someone else. Like this is the part that really, truly, I think is the hardest thing. And I love that you're saying like, here's a drill. Think about people who you really respect and just practice like giving a deposit to them just just because um what else let's keep going with this like let's say you're now in the space of okay I built my business I want to sell this pie or I want to teach yoga and (laughs) I need to fill my class or I want to whatever where do I what do I do if I have to pick up the phone and I got to call this person for business development or ask this person if she wants to buy my t-shirt what am I supposed to do now, Jordan? What do I do so I'm not a slicko, I'm not sleazy, I've got to go out there and I got to do it in a way that's actually going to work? So this is a, a combination question. And one of the, you can't skip steps here, not that you're doing that, but I mean, people, what they do when they have a business is they go, okay, well, you know, I, I'll do the outreach later. Um, and this this thought exercise, Layoff Lifelines, ends that cycle of procrastination because you know this as well as I do. When you have a business, even an online business, you have a hundred things to do. You kind of are comfortable with 99 of them, like social media and answering your email mm-hmm. and building your website and putting up business cards, but you're not as comfortable with outreach. So you you kick it down. You're like, oh, I'll do it once my yeah, website's up. I'll do right. it once I get enough, right? I hear that every that's day. Yes. Every day. Yeah. Every day. I'm not in a place where I need to start outreach yet. Yes, you are. Like, Digging the well before you're thirsty is the realization that this is not a bonus. This is not part of your sales process. This is a foundational element of your business, yeah. no matter what business you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it or you wait, you're not immune to the consequences. You're just ignoring the secret game that's being played around you, which really sucks because then you're going to go, oh, it's all about who you know. That's why she got that really good opportunity. And it's like you want people saying that about you. Yeah. Not you using it as like an excuse to let yourself off the hook later on down the line. Mm-hmm. So if you if you do that exercise and then also you find that you are having to reach out to people, start off always agenda free. And the concept that I, I like to discuss with this is ABG. So it's always be giving. Do you know the movie Glenn Gary Glenn yeah, Ross? Yeah, Coffees for Closers. Coffee's for closers only. Like A, B, C, A, always be, you know, always be closing, blah, blah, blah. That's, that is not what works in today's day and age. It, it works if you are going to be an aggressive salesperson, but I have a feeling that people who are studying under your wise tutelage are not like, <laughs> my plan is to be a total dick and then get people to buy from me and then regret it. Like, that's not how no, you roll. No, thank you for that. So, but yeah, no. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so, so. ABG is so much better, which is always be generous or always be giving. And and what this means is that instead of trying to close business with everybody that you talk to, you're trying to find people that you know that are a good fit for each other. And this is, again, counterintuitive because instead of going, if I'm a graphic designer, I'm not like, hey, Kathy, do you need graphics? And you're like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, you're dead to me. Next. And I move on to the next person. <laughs> what I do is I'm like, hey, do you need graphics? And you're like, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, well, what do you need? And you're like, huh, I have a lot of Bitcoin, but I'm afraid I'm going to go to prison because I didn't pay any taxes or something like that. Right. And I go, oh, I know a really good CPA who specializes in cryptocurrency stuff. Why don't I introduce you? 
And then you're like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll take that. So the logistics are really easy for this because I'm not trying to match a need you have with a service that I provide. Yep. I'm just trying to find out who in my network would be a good connection for you. And that counterintuitively makes you more likely to work with me because now you trust and like me based on the introductions and the value that I've provided, ideally over years, not like the last 10 minutes or like two hours. Um, And so helping other people without the attachment of anything in return, ABG, it leads to opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise found. And I'll give a quick example here, if I may. You may. (laughs) When I I moved to L.A. a long time ago, and uh, I, I now live up in the Bay, but when I moved to L.A. a long time ago, I had it. I got a toothache, and this is pre-Uber to put sort of a timestamp on it. And so, I couldn't get far away to a dentist because taxis in LA, if you remember, they just like never show right, up half the time, right. and you know you miss your dental appointment and you're out of luck. And I kept calling dentists, and I was like, "Hey, I don't have insurance. Can you help me?" And they're like, "Nah, just go to the ER." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh! If you go to the ER, they're just gonna like power drill that whole thing out through your face." Oh god. And, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I posted on Facebook. I was just desperate. I was like, I got a toothache and I'm crying. I can't sleep. And this guy who I'd never met was like, hey, my aunt lives near you. And I do you want me to call her? I said, yeah. So uh, she's a dentist, obviously. So he calls her and she's like, yeah, I'll just open up an hour early tomorrow and take care of your friend. And this isn't a friend of mine. I don't know who this guy is. So I, I show up and she takes care of it and she f- charges me a fair cash price for an uninsured young dude. And I thank this guy. I'm like, you are awesome. You totally saved my bacon. I really appreciate you. And he goes, no problem. And I was like, let me know if I can do anything for you. And he goes, look, I, I don't know if you ever need graphics, but I'm an aspiring graphic designer. Right now I work at this, like I'm a barista, but I really love digital art. And he sent me a portfolio and I was like, hey, look, I do all this stuff in house. I have no need for this. But, you know, if somebody comes to me, I'll send him this thing, the portfolio. And he's like, cool, it's all I'm asking. A few weeks later, a, a friend of mine, really well-known entrepreneur in her space, she's like, hey, who does your website? My designers, they keep flaking. And I go, look, I don't have a web designer for you. But I have this graphics guy who is super keen, really responsive, and is a nice person. And he makes coffee all day, so he he can get this done for you. And he would love nothing more. Yeah. And she's like, "Let me see the portfolio." She's like, "All right, I don't love it, but I like it, so let's let's try it." He ended up getting full time position with her for eighty grand a year, designing all of her clients' graphics for all awesome. of their websites. That is so awesome. And and the truth isn't it's not just like oh, if you're nice to people, you get these opportunities. The reason this example is important is because if he had asked every single person that he had ever met in his entire life to find him that job, they that would not have happened. They wouldn't have connected. And mm-hmm. if I had asked every single person that I've ever met in my entire life for a dental referral to his aunt, that wouldn't have happened. I still, to this day, I've never met him in real life. We're just Facebook friends randomly, yeah. just listens to my show. And so- the opportunity that was created for him and for me to get these problems in our lives handled that was over what I call the horizon, right? I would never have seen it. So if you're walking around going, what's in it for me, you won't find opportunities over the horizon. Because if he was like, I'll help you if you get me a job, I would have been like, I can't. And if I was like, look, I'll get you a job if you help me find a dentist, he would have been like, "Uh, well, where's the job? Like, I wouldn't have had a job for him. Exactly. So it happened only because of generosity. Yeah, it's so simple, but it's the complete flip. It's it's the complete opposite of how people are looking at it. And when you are walking around with your hands out like, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? It's just never going to work. I recently was on somebody's podcast who is a friend of um, one of my 
family members. But when the person first reached out, she basically said to me, hey, your cousin told me you have a great podcast and I'm trying to get mine off the ground. Can you tweet about it? Can you tell people about it? And I said to her, you know, one thing that might have been cooler is if you would have said to me, you know, I really love what you're about. I want to have you on my show. Because what you're then offering, even if you have a small audience, you're offering me like this sense of purpose. It makes me feel like I'm smart. makes me feel like something I say has value to you. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I do want to do that. I'm like, great. So I'll do your show and then I will tweet about it and I will post about it or tell people about it. And she was like, awesome. You know, then on her show, she says to me after we're talking about all different kinds of ways of, you know, looking at being successful and how to, how to go about it. She said, you know, I got to take issue with you because I feel like people are just not out there to help. And I've reached out so many times asking people, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And most people just say no. And I said, yeah, because that's not how I would do it. And she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, if you just keep going to people and you're like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? It's like, it's, it's kind of disrespectful because people have like their job. Then they have like the dog that has to go to the vet. Then they have their kids and they have their surprise party that they're planning for their parents, 50th wedding. And like people are busy. So instead it's like, what can you offer? And I've never heard it said the way you're saying it, like always be giving, but it makes so much sense. And in my own life, I've had like cool things that I've come up with to offer. And I want to share one with you. And then I want to ask you like other things that you've done. Um, One thing that I did when I was starting out and wanting to get more people to use my music, I was like, okay, I have my list of people who choose music for all these shows and whatever, but I got to break through the noise. And why should these people care? They get asked to listen to all these other people's songs all day long. So I don't want to bother them. And I was like, okay, so I made up this little PDF and it was like a little picture of coffee, a plus sign, and then a picture of this cartoon girl with a guitar. And I said, mochas and music. Step one, tell me your favorite Starbucks drink. Step two, tell me what day to bring it over. And step three, I'll drop off coffee and a CD and I'll leave you happy and caffeinated. And I sent that to 80 or so people and some people never responded and some people said, no, thanks. But 26 people said, sure, bring me coffee. And so I walked in, dropped off the coffee. Often they would say like, sit down, we talk and we talk about life or whatever, marriage. And um, a year later, Billboard magazine wrote an article about how I had 28 songs in TV shows and ads. And I swear, like that was a big deal. Tell us stuff that you've done that might be like out of the box like that. So things that seem really normal right now that are apparently not normal and which is sad. I'm like my whole mission is to make this more normal on the, the Jordan Harbinger show and like the other things that I do. What you had alluded to with this, this other gal who's friends with your cousin, you need to lead with value and not sort of vaguely, oh, yeah, 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 I'll give you some value later. Because that that is so what's in it for me and very entitled. If you lead with value, even if you're not sure what you're going to get in return, that's kind of the trick. And so what I will tend to do is I will not even think about what I could possibly get from somebody because I, one, figure that the answer might be nothing. And two, if there is something, it should be time shifted just much, much later So things that I'll do when I meet people is I'll just listen. This sounds so not novel, but I guarantee you that it is. Uh, I'll listen to what they're saying like, oh, yeah, right now what I'm working on is I've got this app and it's in beta stage right now. And I'll be like, oh, do you need beta testers? And they're like, well, yeah, actually, that would be really useful, especially for iOS because it's, you know, we're just porting it over from Android. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. My wife will do it. We'll check it out. 
And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, how many do you need? And they're like, well, we need hundreds. And I'll just go, oh, all right, I'll post it in my social media if you want. That's so, so I'm, nice. I'm, it's really novel. But the thing is, it doesn't cost me anything, right? And the problem is that people look for what's in it for them because they're not ABG. They're doing what's in it for me. And so this leads to a principle that I I really rely on that, that's called don't keep score. And what this means is people will sometimes help you. And I'm, I guarantee you you've experienced this, especially in L.A., Kathy. People will go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll totally help you with that. So if after I do that, can you mail my dog grooming ebook to your audience after I, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize this was like a quid pro quo. Uh, now I have to like figure out if you're a fit for my brand. It's kind of weird. You know, like yep. some stuff makes sense where like you and I both have large podcasts. It makes sense for us to do like a little a quote unquote trade. But the trade and you and I talked about this pre-show can't be dependent on whether or not like the other person does it. it has to be interesting enough for the audience. Yeah. But people will keep score. They'll do this thing where they go, yeah, I drove my friend Jim to the airport and then I drove my friend Jim to the airport again and then again and then again. And then, you know, I showed up at his birthday party and I bought him this cool thing. And then I asked him to insert like unreasonable favor Lend here. Me and then he said no. <laughs> yeah. And now the person's mad. They're like, I just, we're just clearly, we're not friends. And I'm like, no, you just, you're keeping score. And when you keep score in your head, you create what's called a covert contract. And this happens a lot in dating too. And and this, this will probably throw back to your twenties before you, you got hitched Mm -hmm. and everything. But like, remember when you're, you have a friend who's a guy and he's like hanging out. And then suddenly one day he's like, I love you. And you're like, wow, you had way too much whiskey. What's going on here? And then he's <laughs> mad that you don't like him back. And you're like, I thought we were friends. And he thinks you're a terrible person because he like bought you a birthday cake and yeah. like drove you yeah. to your parents' mm-hmm. house once. And so you owe him something. Right. And now you're a bad person. Right. right? It right. ruins the relationship. Covert contracts poison the well. And often we do this unconsciously, right? So we'll say things like, yeah, you know, Jordan, he's a little bit of a taker. And people go, oh, really? Why? And then when I hear people out, often I'm like, um, that's not really a taker. It's like, yeah, he came over for dinner once and then he crashed at my house in New York. And then when I needed to crash at his place in California while he was gone for two weeks, he wouldn't let me do that. And you're like, that's just, that's fine. Like, that doesn't mean... That he owed you that, but then they're mad at that person. Well, guess what? If you're mad at them and they're not mad at you and they think everything's cool, you're the one that loses, not them. Yep, that's correct. You're the one that loses because you're doing that in your relationships. So you're drinking poison and you're hoping the other person dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happens all the time. But what's fascinating to me is how easy it is to stand out when you approach things this way. Like you totally stood out to me because when you first, um, I think Chris Gillibo connected us and I was already like, well, Jordan must be cool because Chris is awesome. But then you sent me this follow-up email and you were like, hey, um, I'm so impressed with your podcast. By the way, I don't know if you need any anything but i'm part of this network at podcast one i'd be happy to like introduce you to people if you want guests for your show if you want any ideas if you want to be on other people's shows i'd be happy to help you in any way and i was like that totally stands out that was so interesting and unusual and novel and kind that he like took three minutes to type out those sentences because it made me feel like well that was nice but it was really cool and it made you stand out and made me like you even more because it's so generous 
Well, I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people are going, oh, okay, so I just have to, like, fake being nice. That's not cool. I'm genuine. The thing is, when you're doing the ABG thing, it is easier to be genuine because what happens, of course, first you go, but if I'm helping other people all the time, I'll never get what I need. That's so easy to fall into that trap. But I'll tell you, even if I was like a psychopath robot human with no emotions, I'll tell you right now, I would still do exactly what I'm doing now because I I do it because I think it's fun. I think it's a great way to live. I think having other people go, wow, Jordan's a generous person, feels good. That's That may be selfish, but I think is also quite normal um, to feel that way and want to feel good. Right. And I like seeing other people succeed because it makes everybody stronger. Well, all good people stronger. And, but like I said, even if I was a robot with like no emotions, I would still do it because if you build a bunch of really cool alliances by helping all of your friends or soon to be friends be more successful, then you are in the middle of this pool of people that you've helped. And some of that, even if it's pure accident, will eventually rub off on you and you'll find yourself with really cool opportunities again over the horizon that you never would have thought of. I, I spent a lot of time in the beginning of, I think it was last year, helping my buddy Tom Billiou. Do you know who that Mm -hmm. is? He runs Impact Theory. Mm -hmm. Another really good show, Impact Theory. He was new to the scene, but I was like, this guy's really smart, and he does really good interviews, and he's just like, he founded this company, Quest Nutrition, and they were crushing it, like billion-plus-dollar valuation. I was like, wow, this guy's like a really good person. And so I was like, hey, I like what you're doing. Do you want any of my guests on your show? I feel like that would be really good. So, of course, the guests that I threw to him were stoked that they're going on this show run by this really professional guy who really knows what he's doing. And then he was like, oh, my gosh, you're so helpful. What can I do for you? And I was like, I don't know, maybe nothing, but also maybe something someday. So now when he has a guest that I want, I'm like, whoa, I want that person and I'll get an intro right away, and it's win-win. The guests win because they get more exposure. Sure. He wins because he gets great guests, and I win because I get great guests, and now we're super good friends, and I'm like, why would anybody not do that? And the reason the reason people don't do it is because they go, and this isn't a conscious thought, Kathy, but this is what's going on in the background. People go, well, there's nothing in this for me right now, so I literally don't even want to spend the three minutes that it would take to do this because there's no foreseeable benefit yeah. for me. And I'm like, if you say that out loud and you verbalize that mindset, you just go like, ugh. But when you behave, look at the way that you're behaving. And I think a lot of us will go, oh, yeah, I told my actions are totally that. I'm only looking out for what I want. And it's not because you're a selfish psychopath. It's because you're the more driven we are a lot of the time, the more focused we are on our own goals. And it's hard to go all right, I should help other people achieve their goals. But it's more effective. It's literally more effective from a purely result standpoint, human robot style, to help other people. And frankly, it's actually easier to help 100 other people than it is to like quadruple down only on your own stuff. Because the marginal return that you get from spending another hour on whatever you're doing is probably going to diminish rapidly over time. But sending a three-minute email every day to a friend to keep in touch and find out what they want and then do it for them takes, that's coffee line time. That's Starbucks at the airport gate time. That is a huge way to look at this and shift everything. That makes so much sense. I can't wait to dig into more of this, but let's say a quick thanks to another sponsor. 
So Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set and start a side hustle or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. I love learning on Skillshare. I just took a class on logo design. There's stuff on iPhone photography. And afterwards, I was like, gosh, I feel so accomplished. It is so important to keep accumulating new skills throughout our lives. And whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. You guys are going to love this. You can take classes on other things like selling art on Etsy or productivity or classes on branding. You name it, they've got it. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. I wonder like let's say you're going beyond the scope of like your friends, right? Because at a certain point, you're going to, you're going to come up with a list. Let's say a good example might be, you know, you make, you make these cheesecakes and you need to make a list of coffee shops in town and you're going to go in and see if they want to sell cheesecake in the case next to the, next to the coffee bar, right? And, and see if they want to become customers of Mm -hmm. yours. Um, now that's not somebody that you know, right? And so you need to reach out to them or walk in there and you're essentially, ultimately you're wanting to sell them on this idea that they're going to like sell their, your cheesecake to their audience. So how do you, how do you do this in a way? Cause this isn't your friend. This isn't someone you can deposit in before you need something. This is someone at that moment, you've got this list of 20 shops in town and you're going in there. How can you do that in a way where it's, it's still going to be, always be giving or it's still going to work or it's still going to be genuine and it's going to be um, different than a person who's coming in to pitch something. So that you can still ABG and here's how it's done. And again, this is super counterintuitive. And whenever, when I first heard this, I was like, this guy is a, a total knucklehead. He's going to go out of business. <laughs> and it turned out to be really life-changing for me when I was doing sales. So what I found is that when you walk in looking for what's best for the potential customer and not just to sell your cheesecakes, for example, you have a huge advantage. So if I walk into the bakery and I'm like, hey, how are you? I like what you have here as product. I feel like it's really high quality. I have these really high quality cheesecakes and I was wondering if you would want to have them on your shelves. Here are some photos because I had obviously not walking around with an actual cheesecake, <laughs> but I have some samples uh-huh. for you to try if you want to t- try the taste. And they go, you know what? Um, this is really good, but I actually make my own cheesecakes or you know what a lot of my customers are like oh i don't eat cheesecake or something so i really am not interested in this instead of being like oh well thanks bye or do you know anyone who wants cheesecake which is a natural which you should do instead of just leaving what you should do instead the number one thing you can do is go okay well what are you looking for in your bakery like at all and they go well not really any cakes and you go okay well any products that you feel like you're lacking. And they might say something like, well, you know, my old location used to have these awesome croissants, croissants, <laughs> I can't even say mm-hmm. it, but you know what I say, you know what I mean? But the place who made them for us is too far away and they won't deliver here. And you go, oh, okay, hmm, let me see if I know anybody who makes that type of pastry for you or bread for you and if they'll deliver to this area. And they're like, uh, okay. So you sit there literally and you go, 
make some calls or you text some people or you make yeah. a note if you're in a hurry and you actually reach out to other people in your network. So let's say that you do find somebody who makes something similar. Maybe they're not French pastries, but you find somebody and you go, look, this guy makes French pastries. They're not croissants, but you should definitely try them. You introduce those two people, even if they're your competitors, right? Even if that French baker guy makes cheesecake and eats, you know, so t- some of your customers, yeah. refer them to that person. And that bakery will be like, I cannot believe that you helped me solve a problem after I was not interested in buying from you. So that's how you start that business development relationship, even if you don't make the sale. And that person that you referred, you built social capital with them too, because they're like, wow, you just referred me new business. I'll I'll give you a real example. So a few years ago, I was in the middle of a legal dispute with somebody, and it wasn't anything serious, but there was a lawyer, of course, on the other side of the dispute. And... Fast forward, man, it's been less than three years or about three years. I called that lawyer out of the blue and he was like, hello. And I was like, hey, it's Jordan Harbinger. And he goes, uh, because his first thought was like, are you standing behind me with a rifle? (laughs) Right? Like, like, where are you? And I was like, hey, uh, I have business I'd like to refer to you. And he goes, okay. And he was really suspicious. And I talked to them for a while. And after a while, he goes, so I got to be real with you. Why are you referring yeah. me business? You know, I was on the other side and I go, cause you did a good job for that person. He's like, but we were on the other side of the table from you. And I was like, yeah, that's, you're a lawyer. That's your job. You did a good job. It's fine. And he was just shocked. I'm shocked. The other thing is though, I'm an, an attorney, remember? So I sort of get the yeah, advocacy yeah, yeah. thing and yeah. it's not personal. It's like, they're doing a job. Like they're your worst enemy when they're against you. But if you see them a year later and you're at a bar, they're not going to be like, oh, uh, I right. can't talk to you. So I referred him business and he took the business and then I referred him some more business. And he's like, anytime you need anything, just give me a call. And this is what you have to do. You have to be as open to this as possible, why would anyone refer a competing bakery to this or a baker to this store? Because they're not going to buy from you. So the next best thing you can do is not make sure your competition doesn't get their business. It's not make sure they don't have their problems solved and then eventually like suffer through this and maybe they buy your stuff later. The best thing you can do is service that customer, even if it means referring them to someone else and you get nothing other than a bunch of goodwill out of the situation. Because you're going to have a lot more rejection in sales than you are closes. So instead of closing one out of 10 sales, why not close one out of 10 sales and then have nine out of 10 social capital, referral currency, goodwill victories too? Okay, so now this is so good. Um, people ask me all the time, but what about if you're doing this over email? Like you're not standing there because you can't, because your customers are there all over the world and you couldn't possibly walk into everybody's, you know, like storefront and, and they don't even have a storefront. So how do you send this over email to where a person is going to feel like, oh, you're not pitching me. Like, what would you write in an email if you're reaching out to strangers? Cause people have to do that every day. What I do, I mean, if I'm reaching out to s- strangers for sales stuff generally, I wouldn't frame it as a sales conversation. I would go back and frame it as a what can I do to help you conversation. The same thing that you did when you walked into the baker with your cheesecake. Yeah, maybe you were a little bit more like, hey, I've got your cheese, this cheesecake, you should buy it type of situation. But what you really need to do is find out what that person's needs are, what that business's needs are. And if you go into it with that, you can do the exact same thing as before. So if I'm like, hey, are you happy with your long distance service? And they're like, 
Ugh, yeah, I am. You go, oh, well, okay, is there anything in your business that's not really working out for you? And they're like, well, I don't really know. Why should I tell you this? You work the conversation until that particular type of exploration is possible. And the way that you do that is by, of course, trying to elicit those needs. So you might say, okay, well, I did call you to sell you a corporate mobile phone plan, but I noticed online that your web hosting is really, really slow. And since I'm calling the tech department and you're in charge of both the mobile phone stuff and the online sales, do you have any desire to learn more about faster service providers or whatever it is that you can do when you're doing your homework to find out what they might need? You will eventually find something. And even if you don't, even if you don't, and they're like, no, I'm fine on everything, then you can just help other people help that company. And it it sounds so silly because people are like, why am I going to waste my valuable time trying to help competitors get business. And the answer is because if you find one out of 100 competitors who are also willing to do that for you, you now have a referral machine that makes total on your sense. hands. And, and you can never outwork five people. So if you have five people also working to try and close business, but they refer the ones to you when they can't close, now you have five people on your team that are working for free it's scalable. And the, the best part is, since 99% of salespeople will never do this, you have a massive advantage because you find the one or two other people where you're kind of cool with them and they're referring you business. You guys are all going to crush the other 99 salespeople who are like, well, I'm not referring competition because I want to get money. They will never be able to outwork you because they're one person and you are now three with all of your associated teams. So you will always win even if you give away some of your business. And if people don't really believe me, just map this out and do the math on paper and you'll realize that it's physically impossible for one person who's selfish to actually outwork three generous salespeople who refer things to each other. Amazing. Okay, so Jordan, tell us like, what do we need to do to walk away from this conversation? Like, what are some things to walk away with, either in action or some things to remember? Like, if we want to be successful in making relationships and outreach and sales, like, what are we going to do? So remember, dig the well before you're thirsty. Remember ABG. And I would say also create systems to keep in touch with people. And one, I'll give you one sort of also freebie here that I use every day. I go on my phone at like 9 or 10 a.m., usually, again, yeah. coffee yeah. line time, if you can call it that, and I scroll all the way to the bottom of my text messages, and I go, oh, these are the people that like two years ago I met them at a conference and had lunch at some cafe and never texted them again because out of sight, out of mind, and then they didn't yeah, make yeah. it into my you know, rotation. I will send them a very similar script that I did with the outreach from before, which is, hey, it's been a minute. How are you? Uh, no need to reply. I know everyone's busy, but I'd love to catch up and then sign your name so that you don't, so you got to sign your name so you don't end up with new phone who dis. <laughs> and you also want to say no rush on the reply because of what I said before, which is like it destroys urgency so they don't think you're trying to sell them like yeah. health shakes so or a good. diet program. And do that five or six times a day. Not everyone's going to reply. But when you do that, you're going to start these little micro conversations where they're like, oh my gosh, I'm really good. I'm really busy right now, but please shoot me an email. Here's my email. Send me an update. We'll catch up. You're just reawakening these dormant or weaker ties. And that stuff is going to shake out opportunities out of the trees that you had no idea were ever there. People will say, oh yeah, I'm having this conference, by the way. 
do you want to come and check it out? And you're like, uh, sure. I mean, I talk about networking. And they're like, what? Oh, my gosh. I, that's one of our breakout sessions. Do you want to be on a panel? And I know it sounds far-fetched, but you're playing a numbers game. So if you do it 50 times and you get one amazing opportunity, okay, so instead of checking Instagram while waiting for your coffee to be made, you got a speaking gig. So, like, it's so, so worth it. Awesome. This is amazing stuff. So good. And the thing is that, um, and I've said it already once in this podcast, um, but I'll say it again, you're genuinely like, a really nice person. And so I think when you do all of the things that you just said, and you also happen to be the person who really meant it and you're cool, not only are you like probably enjoying your life just a lot more by like just paying things forward, spreading kindness, doing stuff wherever you go, but yeah, stuff does come back and it's created an amazing career for you. Um, in addition to all your other skills and we, we got to have you back to talk about, just keys and secrets of being successful. But one quick thing is I wanted to ask, do you feel like everything you talked about today is something that most of the successful people you've interviewed do? Yes. Whenever I meet people who are really successful, save for a few exceptions, they all do this. And even the people that are the exceptions, they behave like this among a certain circle. And I don't believe in excluding people from that, but there are some people that are just more like that. But yes, everyone that I know that is really crushing it, you'd be surprised. Like you can email Mark Cuban and he'll be like, cool, man, here's my one line of advice. And you're like, wait, I just got email from Mark Cuban. Yeah. Like what is happening? This is a real thing that successful people do as a matter of habit. And that habit is in part and parcel one of the reasons why they got where they were. So yes. Amazing. Tell us where we can find you. So all of these drills and a lot more are at advancedhumandynamics.com. If you click on level one on advancedhumandynamics.com, there's like I made videos with all this stuff. So you don't have to be like, wait, what was that texting thing? And then you're listening to a podcast. I do a podcast called The Jordan Harbinger Show, which is me. That's my name. And I interview amazing people like you. And we get down to brass tacks. I love it. Thank you for everything you shared. It was truly revolutionary. And um, I'm excited to hear your results, you guys. Um, let them know if you do any of these things and, um, and tag them on Instagram or send them a message because this stuff is really cool. And at the very least, it's going to make the world a little brighter. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Was that not awesome? So much fun to talk to Jordan. All right. So here are some of the takeaways. Number one, you don't need to be a professor to teach something. Number two, Dig the well before you're thirsty. Reach out to those people and ask how they're doing without asking them for anything in return. Number three, outreach is not a bonus to your business. It's a foundational element. Number four, ABG, always be giving, always be generous. Number five, don't try to close business. Find people you know who are a good fit for each other and build your social capital. Number six, lead with value. Number seven, stop thinking what's in it for me. Don't keep score. Number eight, Generosity makes you stronger. When you help other people succeed, it rubs off on you. Number nine, the best thing you can do is serve the customer, even if it means referring a competitor out of goodwill. And number 10, when you become a referral team, you can give away business and still win. You guys, this is all such important stuff and it actually works. People will be so refreshed if you show up in their life and you're like, here, how can I make your life better? How can I make your day brighter? What can I do? It all comes back. You have so much inside of you. I hope that you can just allow yourself to just make the crappy version. Something done is better than something perfect. Just get in the habit of just saying to yourself, I'm going to send this email or I'm going to write a page of the book or I'm going to put together the first version of the workshop. It doesn't all have to be perfect. 
please, I want you to remember, like I would never get anything done in my life if everything I did had to be at a certain standard. But I say to myself, I'm gonna allow myself to make this version of this chapter or write this version of the song just to get it done. Write the crappy version. It could save your life because as you start to let yourself do the quote unquote crappy version, you're going to realize that it's not crappy and there's so much amazing stuff in there. So I just want you guys to get in the habit of continuing to make stuff. Remember, I'm doing a live event October 4th and 5th. Um, if you guys want, you can get a 30% discount. Use the coupon code DREAMJOB30 at checkout. You can go to don'tkeepadayjob.com slash workshop to get information about it. It's going to be two days of inspiration, masterclasses, networking opportunities. You're going to have time to sit with mentors and pitch your ideas and let us know what you're working on. And we can troubleshoot and we can get you to start making a profit from your passion to do the thing you want to do full time so that when 2019 comes around, you are so ready to rip it open. I will be giving away tickets to this event every single week on my Instagram. All you got to do is follow me on Instagram. I'll be giving away a couple tickets to this two-day workshop every week. So come on over to Instagram and find me and you might be winning two free tickets to this event. It's normally 500 bucks. You can get a 30% discount if you use DreamJob30 at checkout. And you can also possibly win free tickets if you come follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I can't wait to spend two days with you guys at the Hudson Theater in Los Angeles. It is going to be epic. So much fun. Guys, I'm so impressed with all the work you're doing. Here's another listener win I want to share with everyone. Clarissa Ramsey posted in our Facebook group and said, Hi, longtime listener, first time posting to the Facebook group. I listened to the episode on overthinking and I started writing for the first time since my dissertation. I felt so good. Now I've got a book brewing and it's time to get going. Stop wasting time. Little by little, the bird builds its nest. I love this. It's so awesome to hear how you guys are listening and then having the courage to take that step and put one foot in front of the other. Thank you so much for, the, for that, Clarissa. Keep writing and keep pushing through that voice voice that tells you to be perfect. Tell those mediocre stories first. It only gets better from there. I cannot wait for your book. I know without a shadow of doubt that if you're here, you're here to just share all the yummy stuff you have to share with the world. So please keep marching forward and let me know what other delicious things you're making. Post it on our Facebook group or come find me at kathy.heller on Instagram. And if you message me, I'll be happy to message you back. All right, guys. If you love this episode, if you liked any of our episodes, take a second and go ahead and share it. Share it with a friend, share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram. I really, really appreciate the support. We want to start a movement of people who are taking action and finding more purpose and making the world a more fulfilled, happy place. Everybody deserves this. Thank you guys for being here. I cannot thank you enough for tuning in every week and listening to this show. I know you have a million options of what you can do with your time. It is such an honor. Thank you for being here. I'm going to leave you with another song. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
Nothing I can't do 